0: Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue Podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada.
1: Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Connie Teeson. At the recent 2018 Ontario Association of Broadcasters Conference, radio veteran Alan Cross, who moderated the Future of Content panel, took the opportunity to bring along a group of Humber College students to present their research on the radio and music consumption habits of 17 to 34-year-olds. Here's Alan to explain.
0: I did some teaching at Humber College for the music business program in the summer of 2018, and the professor, Tom, who was in charge of the program, asked me if I would take on some interns, and it's really tough to find meaningful work for interns when you're like me, you're a freelance employee, and you work out of your house, so it really wasn't practical to do a lot of things with them, I couldn't do them in a radio station, I really couldn't do them at my house, so we came up with an idea of a research project where they would interact, work with, and ask questions of their peers over a 300-hour period to come up with a modest proposal for what would be, for lack of a better term, radio aimed at millennials dealing with their wants, needs, wishes, dreams, hopes, and fears. And the result was this particular survey, two surveys, and these results. And I'm hoping that someone will take this really good research seriously and invent a boom, a jack, or a bob for the millennial generation.
1: The research involved two surveys covering a total of 300 students at various colleges, primarily millennials, those born between the early 1980s and mid-90s, and members of Gen Z, those born from the mid-90s to mid-2000s. The result is a 13-page study with some interesting conclusions including the finding that small libraries and high rotations will not cut it in the era of on-demand music and that radio needs to reassert its tastemaker role. The study also suggests radio explore the feasibility of genreless formats to better reflect the widely varied tastes of the next generation and consider bespoke on demand playlists. It concludes as well that being easy to navigate on smart speaker technology will be crucial to terrestrial radio survival. Here's my conversation with Nicole Swanson, Stephanie
2: Biles.
3: Jeff Pastor,
1: Tell me about your methodology in terms of how you uh, gathered your findings.
2: So we conducted two separate surveys. So we Made one survey that was mostly about music consumption. We wanted to know what people were listening to, where they were listening to it, and how they were listening to it. So, to find those answers, we sent out surveys to various sources such as broadcasting schools, um, college, as well as commercial radio stations. And with those responses, we gathered the data and collaborated more of an advanced level of where it was going.
4: A majority of respondents were 17 to 40, um, and the number Number of respondents, uh, we received 200 from the first survey and 100 from the
1: second survey. And, wh- and what would you say were your most uh, significant findings? I think probably the first result with uh, millennials still, a majority still listening
4: to radio was very interesting. It does definitely show that there's still hope. And But... Um, I guess as a topic would stay advancing technologies and being compatible on different platforms and rethinking radio, uh, not as uh, radio waves, but rather than getting it on um, different devices was kind of our key uh, result.
1: So the, the burning question that all, all broadcasters are looking for is, is you know, what, what's radio going to look like in the future? Do you think uh, your findings gave you any indication of that?
3: Um, I think what our findings really showed us is that there are different attention bases around radio um, that radio doesn't really take advantage of. So uh, another portion of our study is that we looked at other um, platforms and how they could be utilized by radio and how they could be integrated. Um, And what we saw was that there's definitely an opportunity to look at um, creators on other platforms, so being YouTube um, Spotify, Instagram, Snapchat that could actually traverse uh, the, the, the red line, so to speak, and go into radio. Um, so, a great opportunity for anybody that has a, a huge um, personality base or a huge following um, to bring that to radio where radio seemingly lost it.
1: So, do you have thoughts on, on where radio's headed?
2: Um, as technology advances, I could see smart speakers definitely coming into effect in terms of creating a more creative name that stands out, that's easy to find on the smart speakers, and just moving with moving forward with modern technology. I also
4: think the genreless format is very interesting. Uh, I think with millennials having access to so much music and so much variety, that I think playing the same. Uh, hit songs doesn't really appeal as much anymore when people have Spotify and they can just click on whatever they like. So really going after music discovery and um, going back into deep tracks and B-sides, uh, I think would be an interesting
2: format.
1: So you are all technically, I guess, Gen Z. So how, how are you consuming audio?
4: I consume it pretty much mostly on my phone a little bit on my laptop at home and it's all downloadable format so I think for me that's a huge thing that radio can take advantage of because um, having real time it's not uh, so feasible for someone like myself that I don't commute in the car um, I have headphones in most of the day um, so yeah having playlists and podcasts would be would be huge
3: oh yeah definitely um, Podcasts, I think, are probably the thing that radio is ignoring the most, and they're slowly starting to bring it in. But I think podcasts are the big opportunity where um, they can transition between using some of the hosts and getting them down to a radio format or vice versa.
2: One of the rare ones that continues to listen to radio. Um, in fact, I still continue to listen to Jazz FM on a regular basis while I'm at home. Um, I do stream as well. and listen to podcasts. However, I would find radio is probably still taking up most of my consumption. Right. So, as as Generation Z,
1: do you have do you have thoughts on what the biggest singular mistake Canadian radios making right now?
3: Uh, one thing that we were very surprised to see was that. Radio um, keeps to radio and doesn't go to streaming. So I think there needs to be kind of uh, a new understanding for streaming and how it can help radio. Um, so we were looking at ideas that uh, maybe stretch between um, different uh, hosts or different uh, types of programming that can actually transition to playlists or um, short-form uh, content uh, such as a podcast. Um, but it's 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 strange to see that... Uh, Radio kind of has its divide of where they don't really like streaming; they won't cross that that line to go into streaming, um, where they can really utilize a playlist or uh, any any type of thing that kind of furthers the content that they're already delivering.
4: Yeah, I think that that sums it up. Like just not seeing streaming and on demand as a competition, but rather like it can, um, radio can easily work in sync with uh,
1: these new technologies. Other interesting findings from the study, 57% of those surveyed prefer two or more hosts to add a conversational aspect to talk breaks, and more than half prefer to interact with radio via social media. The research also concludes that the price of data is a barrier to non-stop listening online. The Millennial Radio Research is available upon request thanks to Alan Cross, Steph Biles, Jeff Pastor, and Nicole Swanson. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Thiessen.